0: episode six of 2020 already. I'm Kishan and we got Knowles in the house. What's up? What's up, P-Money? Man, I'm just getting geared up for Austria, bro.
1: I mean, (sighs) is it really going to happen? Are we going to have another Australia?
0: I don't know, man. You mentioned that earlier uh, when we were chatting and
1: uh, I don't know.
0: I I actually didn't think that it could not happen, but now you got me scared again. So uh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't get too excited, but ooh, I hope not, man. I hope not. Bundesliga was fun for a second, but whew, time to get to racing again. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, there's only so much Bundesliga that I could pass. Um, <laughs> like, like, it, there, there's only so much I could do. It, it's, I'm not a, like I'm an I'm an, a Premier League fan, so yeah. And how pissed not off, How pissed
0: off were you when that first Arsenal game was on and you saw the ass whooping we got?
1: I mean, dude, David Luiz is a fucking spy. First of all, <laughs> um, no place for Chelsea for sure. Um, yeah, the whole it's and then the second match. I don't even want to go there. Um, it's a Formula One podcast, not like a, an Arsenal rant session. Man, you,
0: know, you know what? You know, let's let's roll that intro and get right into it. We need to get you back into like a more positive F one.
1: <laughs> let's do it. A question for all of you, except Roman Grosjean.
0: To whom it may concern, fuck you.
1: More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more
0: paddock access, access to uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. <laughs>
1: I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. All right, we're back. I
0: love oh, that
1: intro. So Gets good. Gets me man. going every time.
0: Dude, Nico is still as relevant, like, three, four years later. It those terrible. I comments. mean... <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, was having a, uh, I was having a conversation with a German friend of mine <clears throat> about this, um, and Nico Rosberg somehow has lots of love in
0: Germany. I mean, yeah, he's he's a world champion, I guess, right? So, yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, I get it. Maybe it's only maybe outside of Germany is the only like he's only loved in Germany because he's German and he's overall champion, and then outside of it. There's another person that I'm not even gonna go there. I was gonna make a really terrible joke, but
0: (laughs) he might have some love in Finland too, because of his dad. But yeah, we have a lot of other things to talk about by Rosberg. Yeah, let's do it. Uh man, so a lot's been going on in the world and in F1 as well recently, man. So uh live sports is starting up again. And fingers crossed, we're about to get our first races of the of the year. But um just wanted to touch upon a few things that happened recently. I mean, as you've seen, you know, you you were in New York until very recently. Um, a lot of protesting going on. Um, and, you know, it's definitely something that we need to uh, call out. You know, we don't, we do not. Uh, we do want to see uh, more um, justice for everyone. And I think it's great that Lewis Hamilton, I don't know if you saw his comments uh, in uh, on social media, um about the whole thing, but he kind of called out F1 for being silent. And I thought it was good that he launched that um, commission to help improve diversity in motorsports for like, you know, drivers, engineers, and all that to, you know, to bring a little bit more color in the sport.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's absolutely necessary. But I think, you know, when you look at formula one and you look at the lack of diversity um, it's a pretty good metaphor for how Western society in general has it works actually weirdly enough um and the disparity between um rich and poor rich and poor black and white um so yeah i think it's it's time the sport made a better effort in underserved communities um and just with you know people of color in general
0: um yeah, 100% for
1: for a variety of different reasons um but yeah if if sports like F1 where there's so much money involved um we're more invested in communities. It's first of all, it's a win for the sport. Second of all, um, you know, with what we've seen, for example, with uh, with the Premier League for putting Black Lives Matters on the back of the jerseys, mm-hmm. uh, we need more of that. We need sports stars play such a significant role in our lives, um, and they themselves have a voice. And if that voice can be used to improve the lives of others. Um, especially athletes who who are, um, you know, black or Arab or, you know, whatever it might be, Um, you know, thinking of, of also like France, where you're based right now, Um, you know, it's, it's, it's positive.
0: Like it's got to happen. So. Yeah. And I know you've been marching out there in the U S and I've been marching here in Paris and trying to do my part and spreading the message, having these difficult conversations. So we fully support, that and you know, I'm not going to get into the whole politics of F1 should have spoken out earlier or not. The point is that they're they are now, um, and Lewis is leading that, which is I think is great. Um, and F1 also launched a We Race as One initiative, um, you know, kind of um, highlighting you know F1's role in fighting COVID and also commemorating COVID victims. And they are going to put up, uh, I don't know if they're putting up Black Lives Matter. Uh, banners, but they are putting racism and logos all around the races this year. So um, I think that's pretty good as well.
1: Yeah. You know, and I'll say it's a, there's probably some people who think that's, you know, stuff like that isn't enough. Um, you know, what I say, what I say to that is like, you know, it's a, it's a step in the right direction and it's something that can be built on.
0: And percent, yeah, um,
1: you know, this, the, the change that we're looking for and across you know here in the US or France or in the UK or wherever it might be the change that we're looking for isn't going to come overnight and you know these are all positive steps more can can be done and has to be done but um you know it's better than nothing happening at all and it's momentum that can be built on so um great to yeah. see what Lewis has done like I love seeing him out in the protests the dude looks fucking jacked by the way oh
0: oh my god yes yeah, so and you sent me that photo and I didn't really believe it at first like okay he got fucking ripped over the offseason
1: yeah i mean it's funny too because <laughs> there's a few surfers actually kelly slater commented on it he's like I, I don't remember exactly what he said but he was like dude
0: you ripped question mark <laughs> did he yeah they're they're buddies now well uh, yeah you know, they're they're both vegan man so uh you know, I guess uh, you can be vegan and uh, dominate everyone in your sport. So there you Larry go.
1: Slater, eleven-time world champion. So I mean, Ooh. good company to keep. Um, just FYI, speaking of the protests, I'm based in LA right now. Um, we seem to always be recording this podcast in, from opposite parts of the world, but there might be a helicopter flying over because there's a protest
0: down the street. So I, I just heard, I just heard some. Yeah, I think I heard uh, a little bit of that noise that.
1: Oh, uh, no, that's that's cool. just a car that's just a garbage truck, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> oh man. All right. So uh yeah, uh, Lewis is, you know, I guess while everyone else is like e-racing, Lewis is hitting the gym, getting ripped. Uh, some other some other kind of miscellaneous stuff that happened. Uh, we got we got a, you know, everyone was talking about Alonzo and Reno, but it seems that there might be another name thrown in the hat, one of the junior drivers. We'll get into that more uh, later, but I think it's time we get back to two thousand and twenty F one and see how this season's going to shape up. Uh, What what we we're in June and the first race will be in July, so that's man, that's like more than three months of F one that we were robbed of this year. But to compensate, we are going to have eight races in ten weeks. Dude, that's fucking nuts. And we're starting off with a triple header, Austria. Then Austria round two, Hungary, starting next week.
1: I can't, I mean, I'm excited. I'm so excited for that. Um, I, like, I literally cannot wait to see racing back in. I mean, IndyCar started their schedule.
0: um, You know, uh,
1: it was kind of. Sorry, I don't know if I'm
0: more offended at the garbage truck. Alarm or your IndyCar reference, just now.
1: Yeah, man. LA's a different place. It's not as quiet <laughs> here. Apparently, everybody's weird. But, uh, I apologize for the, the shit show in the background, literally. Um,
0: yeah, but... No, yeah, I think I did their mean, job, bro. It's cool.
1: <laughs> it was at... The IndyCar race was pretty boring. It was... The driving was, I have to say, pretty terrible. Like, the guys... The guys needed to shake some rust off. But I think we're going to see that in the first couple races... Yeah, year uh, too. And, and you know,
0: every,
1: everybody's out for blood. I think everybody's going to, the shortened season gives a lot more drivers a chance at the championship. So I'm excited yeah. about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think we'll, uh, I think we might, we may have some uh, different predictions at the end of the day here. Uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, I was just thinking of how, you know, rusty these drivers can be, but, you know, a lot of them have been, you know, e racing. Uh, we saw this week that uh, the last you know, week or so that all the teams kind of did their shakedowns um, with older cars because they're not allowed to, I think they're only allowed um, two filming days a year. And it's like, you know, it's limited in the amount of kilometers they can do. So we had McLaren did an F3 test because they didn't have <laughs> an operational car. Mercedes used their 2018 car in Silverstone, Ferrari, and Mugello. Force India, I think, was the only one so far to use their 2020 car. Uh, for a promo day, and um, I think Renault used their 2018 car at the track we're starting the race at, which is pretty interesting. I didn't know. Was
1: that the was that the one that that Ocon Ocon was testing?
0: Yeah, so uh, Ocon and Danny Rig were both there, and Ocon did a double race distance. <laughs> so I think Man. he'll be fine. <laughs> I mean,
1: if anybody needs to practice, it's probably him. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think even Danny Rick was saying, he's like, you know, this guy's out, you know, for, for blood, man, like he's been waiting for a year and then COVID he's like, he's ready to like unleash. <laughs> oh yeah. Well,
1: I mean, realistically, he probably doesn't need as much practice as Roman Grosjean does, but.
0: Um... <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> oh man. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> uh, oh shit. Okay. So Ferrari, yeah. Ferrari was testing, obviously they did their, cause they're all testing like their new health protocols. We're going to see, Engineers and mechanics, you know, wearing masks obviously, and there's all these, you know, health uh, regulations they need to practice. And uh, but apart from that, I, did you see Leclerc driving the SF1000 in Maranello this week?
1: I did that was pretty cool. That was a pretty that, cool. Little film. That was awesome. That was yeah,
0: yeah. I oof. imagine just waking up, having your coffee, and just seeing Leclerc pass by, or
1: uh, even just hearing it, you're like. <laughs> just having your coffee out the window then all of a sudden you just hear an f1 car like cruising down the street (laughs) casual morning here in marinello
0: like that's not that's not the garbage truck no (laughs) yeah i i even read someone saying that uh yeah uh leclerc said he got woken up many times by the monaco grand prix when he was a kid and i was just thinking it's like wait how is that that thing bro like i would have been up three hours before yeah why are you sleeping (laughs) <laughs> yeah why aren't you ready for that shit <laughs> but yeah th- that was pretty cool and you could just like feel it's all building up man like a, you know knock on wood um we're gonna be racing very soon and did you did you have a chance to look at the, the schedule yet for this year
1: yeah i mean it's um very Eurocentric, obviously yep. um i'm shocked i mean i'm kind of shocked that that they're going to be doing the races in the u.s in mexico brazil and in abu dhabi i thought they just try to keep you know keep it strictly in europe i mean logistically that's going to be a a big
0: challenge Um, i think i think that they have to legally uh it's written in the law uh whatever rules and regulation that you have to have three continents to be a world championship or two uh, continents and also there's a lot of money involved obviously so i think so far we have the two austrian tracks hungary Doubleheader in Silverstone. We have uh, a Spain, Barcelona, uh, Spa, and Monza. But we, I also heard that you know right now that's the those eight races are confirmed. But they're gonna they're gonna try to add more. And you said a lot of European ones, and they might have multiple races in Italy actually this year, which is surprising after you know they were they were hurting pretty badly at the beginning of this epidemic. Uh, but there, um, there's rumors of um, maybe a second race in Mugello, um, which is owned by Ferrari, of course. And maybe another one at Imola, which uh, that would be amazing also. I mean, yeah. to have F1 back at Imola would be pretty, pretty amazing. So, you know, a little flex. Uh, I, I was at the last ever race in Imola in 06 when Shumi set the record straight again against fucking Fernando awesome good memories
1: yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting to see what they do i think i mean realistically looking at everything going forward everything's fucked i mean we talked about this in the last episode but you know you've got mclaren looking to sell a minority stake of, of of uh their business um that's a huge i mean that's huge you've got the
0: williams situation Yeah. Um, Yeah. But you know what? I think that that might be good for them ultimately. Who's that? Which one? Williams or McLaren? I think both. I think, I mean, McLaren's hurting right now in terms of because they're laying off staff, but, you know, they're just, you know, jumping the gun and doing it before every other team is going to have to do it. Um, And I think that, and I think I heard somewhere, I forget who was saying, but some people were describing McLaren as the perfect kind of uh, prototype of what teams are going to look like in the new era coming up in 2022. Like everyone's going to take a big, I mean, everyone's going to lose a lot of people and they're going to have to, but the whole selling part of the team, I guess that's not ideal, but I feel like you got uh, to do, is, you gotta do what you got to do.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I think realistically it's to, yeah, to your point, I think it's a, a McLaren is getting a head start because realistically they're following the new, um, the new financial regs for 2022.
0: That's what they're yeah.
1: positioning themselves for. So, you know, they're two years out from that or, you know, a little bit less than two years. Um, and they're on the up. Like I think there was a an article I read that said that McLaren being in this position um isn't a, a an attractive investment for for somebody. And obviously I don't know the financials, but um you see a team that's back on the rise that has uh, a legacy that just signed one of the best, like, I think one of the best drivers uh, in the paddock. I, I I see McLaren. I'm excited for them. I, I really mean, am.
0: Just think of all all the people that are going to get that Danny Rigg Lando merch. I mean, I'm definitely going to get some of that. I can, I'm super excited about that already. So, yeah, I'm not worried at all about McLaren. Actually, I'm really optimistic. McLaren. We'll get back to Williams, I think a little bit later, but I'm not as pessimistic as I was when I first heard the news, I'll say. Um but yeah, i did they also, you know, in terms of schedule, they also I also heard they might be kind of oval configuration of the Bahrain circuit that might be added as a double header there, which I thought that you might you might enjoy as, you know, indie roots and all. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) and maybe, maybe, maybe a race in Portugal. I don't know. That could be cool because this, what this is doing is that we might see F1 cars on like these old school kind of like driver's driver track, like how they're described, where there's no runoff. And that could be pretty interesting um, to see how these new, these kids like Leclerc and Max, see how they, they fare in those conditions. I don't know. I'm excited, man. I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, I'm too, dude. I'm super, super excited. Oh, man. Hawkenheim. I wish they would go back to like the old configuration of Hawkenheim. Super, super. It it was like basically an oval with two chicans and a pit lane entrance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But all right. So, man, we were talking about Lewis being in shape, but Botas was also super fit. Seems like Mercedes, like both drivers, are ready to go. The regulations are frozen, like we said, so that we had the same cars this year 2020 and twenty twenty one they could do some damage. What do we think what do you think do you think that other teams may have may have caught up during this you know extended i mean break or?
1: it's interesting because you remember we were talking about the the uh, the DOS system that Merck had brought to testing, and every you know that was that was kind of like the the big news. Um with this delay, I don't know how much time engineers have had to really work on it. Like I'm not sure if they've been able to work on it from home because obviously the, the uh, their facilities were closed.
0: Um yeah, just imagine I, trying to work on a dust system when you've got your kids and like dog and everyone just like making noise around you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that does not seem ideal, but um I I, I think Lewis and, and in are still um are still like at the top like there's no to me COVID hasn't changed that to me it's only probably I think they like knowing Mercedes I think they're definitely they've taken advantage of this time they're so they're so efficient in that way that I can't see them you know look at how Lewis looks right now just in general. like just look at that um I mean, he's coming in with just – he's coming in with a ferocity that I think we haven't seen yet, and he wants that seventh title. Now, is that – is there going to be an asterisk on that? I wonder – I want to hear what the drivers have to say about that realistically. Like, whoever wins this championship this year, does that – is there an asterisk on it? Mm -hmm. Is it – is it –
0: Well, I I think the record books will always show that it was a different season, but, you know, if we end up getting – 17, 18 races, you know, I mean, I feel like the haters will say if Lewis wins again, they'll be like, Oh, whatever. It's the same. But if, if Max wins, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to say, you know, this, this year is different. They're going to be, they're going to forget about the whole calendar mix up and they'll just be happy. There's a new world champion. I, I personally think that people are going to forget very quickly and just get so excited that we're racing again, that
1: they really well, won't I, be any
0: asterisks. You know?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, my thoughts are, um, you know, whoever wins, every driver and every team is competing with the same um you know, with the same issue. You know, everybody's gotta deal with that. Um obviously there's yeah. the budget, you know, not not discussing budgets, but we discuss like what everybody's had to deal with. Um everybody's in the same boat. So there's no disadvantage in that regard. Um, you know, so realistically, whoever can Maximize their efficiency through this period and come out on top. I mean, I think it's, it's, it should count. Like, I think it's, it's still valid. I don't think there should be an asterisk realistically.
0: No, I don't Um, think so. Like, the Champions League was changed this year. It's like a whole different format, right? A lot of people are saying it's not, it doesn't have the same weight, but I don't think that applies to our sport. No,
1: I don't, well, you know same thing in in the premier league um people are saying well you know does this negate the fact that does this negate liverpool oh, running away with the championship no um, way dude i mean they were going to win it no matter what in my mind so um but regardless it is a different sport and i think all the drivers from the drivers perspective they're like we're all competing at the same level nothing's changed in that regard um we're going to go balls to the wall and race as if nothing, you know, as if we didn't deal with the pandemic realistically.
0: Yeah. And I don't think any team, I mean, it's not like five or six drivers got COVID and they're not healthy and not racing, you know, that would have been a huge deal. You know, if maybe Vettel or Lewis or like the big guys were, you know, were there and there, there was like a whole switch up, but you know, I think it's going to be business as usual pretty quickly. And, and
1: I also think realistically, like given the fact that, Everybody's super hungry right now. Um, we're going to see – we're not going to see uh, – well, this could be completely wrong, but I do would, feel – would be the first time? Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, I shouldn't have set myself up for that. Um, the, I think we're going to see more of a consolidated midfield, and I think we're going to see more challenges for the front uh, than we have in years past. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see, like, you know, I don't think it's going to be as as far between the top three and the best of the rest,
0: personally. Yeah, man. And, you know, Mercedes, you know, they said they're bringing updates. Uh, they did. They are losing a big part of their engine development uh, team, which a lot of people are saying, you know, Andy Cole will, will, um, is stepping down. We don't know if he's going to go to another team or not, but Mercedes has kind of... Uh, been able to make sure he's not, he can't sign until the end of 2021. So we'll see what that happens. Um, Ferrari, who was pretty much, um, and I think everyone was, you know, some people, I, I even heard some people say Ferrari was the fourth fastest team, which I think is bullshit over winter testing. But they said recently that they, they revised their engine and gearbox for Austria. And they even have a 15 brake horsepower boost compared to their last outing. In Barcelona and testing, so I mean that's look, pretty dude, big, man.
1: Yeah, but who's who, who are? I feel bad for the people who are just eating up
0: Ferrari's bullshit. <laughs> like, really? I, I mean, you know you, you you have those you have development you know phases, and they use it up for for this one. So let's see. Hopefully, I mean, it could be the case that every single per, every single engine is you know fifteen horsepower.
1: It could yeah. be. I mean, let's see. I'm not gonna uh, anybody who like hears the news coming out of Marinello and thinks like, "Oh, this is it. This is our year." You know, whoever's part of the like tifosi and is like, "We've got this." I really feel bad for them. Like, wait until they start showing results on track, and then you can start saying that. Um, And then, then, you know, I think you know you you brought up a good point earlier before the show started. are we going to see Seb show up this year before you know on his way out? Um, I just I feel think- like the dude is super disinterested, but maybe he will. I I just want to see the results on track at this point with Ferrari. Like enough, enough, of, enough, yeah, enough of the, the 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 bullshit off track. Oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. It's a lot of it's a lot of uh, lip service for for a team that hasn't won a a world championship in over ten years.
0: Yep. it's been 12 years since the last driver's championship. And uh, so we did a whole podcast last year on Ferrari and their management, just, you know, crisis over the last decade. Uh, so you can go check that out if you want more of Noel's bashing Marinello. Um, you my favorite episode that we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, we let loose there. Uh, Mark Weber, who I love as well, uh, came out in the press. Uh, he was on a podcast uh, recently, and he said something that I think will – make you laugh i don't know if you heard this he says i'm not nailing the italians but i'm just saying that when they were all one army they're just not delivering (laughs) (laughs) he's basically referring to the like the dream team era of uh oh shit i'm mixing up the last dance round no but it was like the uh the it was the dream team for f1 back in uh, the shumi days didn't ha- really have any Italian management, so he was kind of you know throwing some shade at that. I thought that would get a good laugh out of you. Uh, that's I, I, I. Thank you, Mark Weber, for that. That was great. So, all right. So, just personal. Like, you don't think Vettel's going to show up this year? Because I think that I would just be pissed in his position. I just want to show people that I'm still relevant.
1: Maybe he will. I'm not saying he will or he won't. I just want to see it happen. Mm. Actually, I don't really care if it happens or it doesn't. Well, I, I do care. I shouldn't say that. Um, I don't want to say I'm a hater, but I'm a doubter. Um, we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah.
0: We will see. We'll see on track. I think I'm mo- most excited, I think, about uh, Red Bull, to be honest, because they haven't really made too much noise over the offseason. Max has been super quiet. and Well, that, it, they
1: made it – except for when Helmut decided that he was going to say everybody at Red Bull should get COVID and then, you know,
0: we can move on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he took a page out out of Boris Johnson's book there. Um, Let's all get it together. (laughs) Drink this Kool Aid. Yeah, Uh, you know, maybe there should be an age limit also on team owners. (laughs) Like, there should be on presidents. Okay, we're not getting political, though. Um, Red Bull, man.
1: Red Bull, well, you seem to think that, that Max has
0: a shot at an upset. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I think the first two races of the year are pretty much, and I dare say the first three races of the year could very well be um, a triple win for Max Verstappen, in my opinion. it's Holy shit, that's Aust- a big, yeah. Ooh, I, I, before the episode started, I was just going to go for a double win to start off in Austria, but I kind of got excited there. Um, (laughs) but yeah, they do well in Austria. They do really well in Hungary. Um, I think that last year, uh, Lewis, that strategy was amazing when Lewis had to make up, you know, after that extra pits up those 20 seconds. But if, if Albon brings it up, brings up his level and he's hanging out there and not in the back, um, you know, Lewis won't be able to be as aggressive on strategy and, um, he could be, you know, a good wingman for, for, for Red Bull. So, you know, we all know Max is going to show up. We all know Lewis is going to show up, but how good are their other drivers going to be? You know, I think Botas could actually be kind of a pain in the ass for Lewis this year, which means that he's also going to be great for Mercedes. How is Albon going to fare? That's yeah. a good question.
1: I think we're going to see, <clears throat> of the top three teams, I think it's going to be a lot closer than it has been mm-hmm. um, here. I think we're going to see Red Bull, I think we're going to see that that Honda engine show up even more than it did last year. Um, again, there's doubts about Seb. I think Charles is going to come in hungry, especially after last year. What happened in Austria? Um, you know, Max. <laughs> the, I mean, that, was, yeah. that was a great race. Um, I I think Max has the potential to pull off the upset. Um, I just think the boys are hungry, though. They're ready to. They're ready to just battle and i'm you know we're gonna i think we're gonna see a lot of safety cars to be honest
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you know it could go both ways you know they could be all crazy off the line like you know it's like unleashing you know these beasts on the track or everyone could be like holy shit we got to make sure we get through this first corner alive uh but you know you never know and that's the beauty of it that's why we're gonna be so excited next sunday Um, but Botas Botas did say that Red Bull was a worry for the team Uh, so they're keeping an eye on them you know
1: yeah and I I think what's interesting though is like when you go into a season you're like oh well we've got a long season ahead of us so when you know you don't win the first two or you know two or three races or you don't have a good performance you think about the rest of the season but everything is so condensed now Mm everybody's going to want to be pulling results so I, I think we're going to see an even more aggressive Max, which scares me because Max is already super aggressive.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, you know, I'm worried about Max because I've, I haven't seen a single quote from him this whole break. I think he's just been training, 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 and just getting ready for Austria, bro. He's going to be out of control. In a good way, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think gone are the days of Max, like Mad Max. That's over. Now yeah, we got I don't it.
1: Think we're gonna see Mad Max. I think we're gonna see a buttoned-up professional um gonna take it to Lewis Max. I think he really, truly, Max wants to battle Lewis. That's what he wants to do, and he wants to show pretty much the world that he, you know, he's he's the future. And in, in Lewis, even though Lewis is somehow still in his prime, which is, I mean, you got to give the guy credit for that. Um
0: I think Lewis is what thirty-five now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, you know, we see how he looks. Not to bring that up again, but to see how he looks. I mean, that's
0: maybe the fourth time you brought it up, Nolan's. Cool. Hey, you know? I've got to I'm not, you know. Yo, just one, one, one question. One question. Are you going to still give me shit for being vegetarian now? When you see that you can be ripped like that without fucking Yo, meat? I don't, uh,
1: the, the only reason I give you shit for it is because it, it affects me.
0: <laughs> how does it affect you?
1: Because it, then I can't like go and eat certain things because you gotta you gotta be vegetarian about it.
0: <laughs> oh god! No, I don't, and I don't know. And, and here we are fighting for injustice.
1: <laughs> hey, look! If this I this guy hates I, vegetarians.
0: Yeah, not, bad timing no, on that one. Um, he no, he doesn't. Just to be clear, he what's that? You know, he. Nah, I mean, Knowles doesn't hate vegetarians. Like I've seen him eat fries, which are veggies. So.
1: i eat a lot of fried vegetables
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't i don't don't think i don't think max is vegan at all he's just like he kind of reminds me of a like a lion that that guy is a meat-eating hippie killer (laughs) yeah i don't i don't really i don't really associate dutch people with vegan peaceful yeah yeah, Dutch people just seem like they eat eat very
1: like uh savage types of meat.
0: <laughs> savage.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's like the right way to describe it. Anyway, going back to Formula One. Yes, um, <laughs> so I'm gonna, Max and I think Albon, his confidence was boosted last year, you know, the seat change and all that. Um I red. I'm Red Bull, I think, right now of the top three teams, has one of the most exciting teams um you know we've seen Botas and Lewis for a while Seb has been underperforming Charles is starting to show up um but i think of of the top 3 Red Bull's got got the most exciting driver lineup and i think the most competitive after uh Mercedes
0: in yeah, in in the I agree. In- and and moving moving to the midfield i think you're right like um it's going to be it's going to be a dog fight there because we know we know that you know McLaren is clearly on the up we got Renault that is I don't really know what Renault is doing but like they're like if you look at winter testing there was McLaren Renault racing point which is kind of always the fourth fastest team there and some said the third like some people are saying that a tenth here and there is going to be the difference between you know qualifying you know seventh or maybe twelfth so I mean, that's going to be that's going to be huge man I just hope the midfield closes in on the top three and then things can get really crazy for strategy.
1: I want to see what happens with uh, racing point to me is the biggest question mark right now, because the way that they showed up to testing, they basically copied Mercedes design from last year. Um, yep, you know, gotten, to, yeah, it is. Um, people are like, well, they just stole it. And realistically, who gives a shit? Um,
0: yeah, you, know? you still gotta design that stuff, and like you know, you can't like you can copy something, and it could it could turn out crappy. Like ask Toyota back in the early two thousands. One
1: hundred percent. You know, um, ask me in grade school when I would do the same on test. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you <laughs> are really, really, really sick. Uh, I think I'm excited to see if they can they can challenge for a best of the rest position, and some people are even saying they could they could get some podiums this year.
0: Oh, which, dude, I, they got Checo, man, he, that podium killer. Hunter. I would
1: love to see that. That would make this season so interesting to get, you know, some of the midfield teams up there on the podium. Um, yeah, I, I I would love that. That's the most exciting thing about this condensed season. Is I think. Drivers are going to go for just have a little bit more audacity when they drive. Um, not to say that they already don't, but I'm excited,
0: man. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those seasons where everyone's gonna just go for it, no matter where they are—top, middle, back—and hopefully they'll be all bunched up and ready to fucking take it.
1: And Latifi and and Russell are just gonna be, you know, at the back, kind of. Just yeah, nice I Sunday think Williams
0: track. is is going to make is going to make a little step forward they said um <laughs> you know you know what Gunther announced like we haven't talked about Haas in a while is that there are no updates for <laughs> for Austria like not at all uh we're going to see how the season starts and I was like all right there goes another uh another blank season for Haas but who knows man who knows you never know they they always got a good foundation so Haas could be in the mix in some races and maybe some not at all so Haas would be in the as mix.
1: Yeah, Haas would be in the mix if they change their driver lineup. I am still so blown away, and it's probably because they didn't have that many options, but that they kept their drivers after last year. What a
0: nightmare! And yeah, I, embarrass- I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah, this is the last year we're seeing that driver lineup.
1: I I really hope so. They need to. It's it's. If I was an investor in Haas, not Rick Energy, obviously, because that guy's a complete douchebag. Um oh God, yeah. But um if I was an investor in that team, I would be like, get rid of those two right now.
0: Like God, it just drives me. Although although some some people will say that, you know, they're they're showing so much uh you know aggression on track, uh, and when they do perform, like, you know, those two in like independently from like banging wheels and kind of getting into each other's way. Like they can really throw in some solid performances when the car's on. So let's hope that they don't, you know, that they're less stupid about it and can make it past like lap one, like a bunch of fucking juniors. Or make it past practice. Yeah. Or maybe put the wheels on correctly, but all right, that's not fair. <laughs> we
1: could, um, we could, keep, we could go on about this for, for days.
0: So uh, before we give our predictions, I want to say, yeah. uh, you know, all these people have been e-racing and I, you're, you're probably George Russell fan number one, or at least between both of us. You really love the guy. I um, mean, I
1: think, yeah, I think it, it sucks that he's at, a, at Williams and right now, given the state of Williams, but I think, George Russell gets
0: a, a seat at a top team, and he's competing for wins. Yeah, you saw him in the in the virtual, I forget the name of it, but the virtual Grand Prix E-series that they were all doing. All yeah, he won. He won it, man. And a lot of people are saying, because, you know, they were all working with their engineers and shit. Um, they were all, they were all, a lot of people were, are very impressed at his work ethic and how dedicated he is. So, yeah, that's cool to see him on a more playing field, even playing field, sorry, even though it is still esports, but. Different. Well, I it
1: shows it shows you what he's capable of, um, you know. Obviously, you didn't have certain drivers in there to compete with him, but um, I think, you know, I think he's biding his time, which is smart. He's got a chance to to know. I think he's got a ch- he's got a chance to to know what it's like at the top level, at least you know, at Formula One, and then. You know, he's just waiting for that opportunity, for that window to open. And personally, if Mercedes stays in Formula One, I think he gets a seat there when either Lewis or Valtteri leave.
0: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, Seb, you know, maybe potentially going there, but uh, Mercedes is uh, much smarter than than that. And they like, and I mean, it would be the first time they would put one of their, their drivers that they essentially... Trained from a young age and supported right. into their A team, so and it would make perfect sense for him to go to Mercedes because Ocon kind of you know took the different route, like you know let me go and maybe I'll come back later, but you know he's still there. Russell's still on that you know in that on that track. So um, I'm not worried about him, man. He's young and he's an F1 dude. There's only 20 seats, so he's gonna learn and he's gonna whenever those you know those wins come. Uh, I mean I'm sure they will come very soon. Him, so yeah completely agree and let's hope Williams can not not be too far off and kind of mix it you know with the midfields on some races and uh oh yeah one more thing about you know I was thinking about these uh men's tracks earlier you know like how we're gonna get these old school tracks Mark Webber also said that <laughs> I love Mark Webber if we race in Mugello next you're gonna snap so good bring it on <laughs> apparently Mugello is a very very fast track and really, really physical. And Leclerc has even gone on record being like, yeah, I don't think we should race there. It might be too much. <laughs> Max is like, bring it on. Yeah, Lewis is like, let's fucking do a double header there. <laughs> all right, so, all right. Uh, before we sign off, predictions. What do we think is going to happen this year? We're usually, we've been right over the last year or two. But... I think this year is a little different.
1: We're saying uh, 2020 championship predictions, correct?
0: Yeah. So this is not part of our grandstand championship, you know, the famous championship. We'll we'll introduce that in our next uh, podcast. Uh, reintroduce it. But yeah, just like, you know, from your kind of general feeling, what do you think? Like who's going to be a world champion as a driver? Who's going to be world champion as a constructor? One crazy thing that's going to happen this year, you know, that, that you'd like to see happen this year. I think we're going to see more of a. I think it's
1: going to be a competition between Red Bull and Mercedes. Um, I think Ferrari. I, I think Ferrari's going to take a back seat for some reason. I just, I don't. There's nothing that tells me, at this moment, given the rise of of Red Bull and you know that Honda power unit, what we saw from it last year, um, the way that Red Bull can innovate. I think we're going to see them challenge more than, than they have in years in, in, through the, the hybrid period um, or hybrid era.
0: Who takes the crown though? Ah,
1: I still think it's Lewis.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it's, hard, yeah, it's hard not to go against them then. Yeah.
1: I, I still think it's Lewis. I think we're going to see Valtteri. I think we're going to see a Mercedes 1-2 again. I really do. Alright. And so
0: and and do you think I mean obviously if it's a Mercedes One Two, it's gonna be Mercedes taking that constructors as well for you.
1: Lewis here's the only thing that, that yeah, it's gonna be a Mercedes one two and so Mercedes constructor, driver. Um I'll say this though. Lewis didn't have a single DNF last year. Hmm. Fair point. And in this sport, like you only have that much luck for so long. The, there could be the only thing that would, would get in a or get in front of what am I trying to say? The only thing that would make it so that Mercedes did not win the championship or Lewis didn't win, um, or DNFs.
0: Okay. All right. So I think I know where you stand here. Um, I think, I think I think this year is tailored for Lewis. Not much practice. We're going in a lot of racing in a row. Uh, he knows his car. He knows his team. He's ready. He's pumped. Um, let's see if Bottas can bring it. I I in the back of my mind, I, I think that Botas could be a little annoying um, uh, to Lewis this year. So let's see if they don't end up, you know, getting some tangles together because that would really play into Max. And but I do think Max is going to have. Uh, a monster start of the season and he's going to be leading the championship after the first three rounds. That's my big uh, uh, prediction. Yeah. Uh, but I do think Lewis takes it over the year consistency. Um, and I think you're right. Ferrari will be there you know, every now and again, maybe get a, w- a few wins, but I don't think they will be there enough to fight. But if they were, and if we had a three-way battle for uh, with the top three teams, that would be amazing. But I would love to see is albon i mean i'd love to say getting his first race win uh but i want to see him on the podium very soon oh, That's yeah. something that. that needs to happen very quickly and i mean i'd love to see i'd love to see
1: lando on the podium this year too oh man yeah oh and don't forget about
0: Ocon; he's back yeah well we'll see all right so we will we will do we'll have, we'll take a closer look at austria Next week, and get into our predictions for that, and that's when yep. the games really start, Noles. We'll um, you're it.
1: you're 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 getting hot. You're getting hot because you're, you know, all the, oh, I'm the defending champion. You know, you're coming in with, with a little bit of a little bit of arrogance.
0: I, I may not it. be as ripped as Lewis, but I'm the champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, you know
1: we've got we've got a different rule system this year, though, so we'll we'll get to that one uh, in the next episode as well. It's really good. exciting.
0: Yeah, it's Great gonna be time. good, man. It's gonna get you know regulations are changing all over the place. And uh, some
1: paddock, some paddock fights between the two of us, you know,
0: digital paddock battles. Oh yeah, it's gonna be psychological warfare, brother. God, get Combat. ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a little too excited here. Yeah, make sure to, um, well, make sure, as, make sure I not taking Viagra before uh, race. Yo, I'm I'm vegetarian. Man. I don't need any of that shit. You know, eat a healthy. Healthy diet and everything's good. You know, you try. <laughs> well, make sure <laughs> make sure to check out our previous episodes too. We got we got some good stuff, you know, especially in the Ferrari uh, department. We got. You can find us on all the platforms where you listen to podcasts, Spotify, whatnot. Um, yeah, if you're and if and if you'd like to, you know, leave us a little uh, rating and a comment. That, that's gonna help us out moving forward. You can find us at. The Grandstand F1 on Twitter, Instagram, and on your favorite podcast platforms,
1: and and the GrandstandF1 com, where you can order uh, order merch. We've got our Big Dick Energy Twenty Twenty shirt available.
0: That's and, right. Uh,
1: we're gonna br- I think we're gonna be bringing out some more designs uh,
0: for for our beloved fans. So stay tuned. Send us some love on the social media, and we'll see you on the next one.